Warning. This podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised. Lindsay Schaefer. And I'm Leah Bross. And this is Movie Virgins, a weekly discussion of our first times with movies. Each week, one of us is re-watching the film, and the other is seeing it for the first time. And this week, we watched Teeth. <laughs> Chompers. We watched Teeth, which um, was released in 2008 and is currently streaming on HBO Max. And I selected this movie because this shit's right up my alley. Mm. And, I mean, we're talking horror, absurdity, mm. comedy, sexuality, virginity, vagina <laughs> dentata. Virg- virginity and vagina dentata is right up your alley. It's right up my alley. That's kind of my thing. <laughs> it it kind of is. So I don't know how I heard about this movie, and I don't couldn't tell you when I saw it for the first time. It was probably around about the time that it would have been released. It was on Netflix for years, yeah. wasn't it? I feel I like that was the first time I, I... I hadn't seen the movie, but I yeah. feel like that was the first time I saw it or saw about it. I mean, it. I probably watched it in 2008 or 2009, and I probably rented it or something. Yeah. Or maybe it was on a streaming service. Like, it, we would have had, like, Stars or Showtime or something back then, so maybe I watched it on one of those channels. Um, and I could, like... When I was thinking about my first time watching it, I... I don't think that I had. I think I think I watched it because again, it was right. It's right up my alley. Like I'm interested in watching this kind of stuff. Did you know what it was about? Yes, I knew. Uh-huh. I knew that it was going to be about a girl with teeth in her vagina. Yeah, that was all I knew yeah. going into. Um, and I, I don't think I thought really deeply about it like I did this time around. I think I was more in it for the entertainment value. Mm-hmm. Like the scenes that really stuck out to me were um the first time she takes off a guy's dick mm-hmm. in the cave mm-hmm. and then the scene with the doctor which was my favorite scene the best still really fucking held up really fucking oh my, well the, so good the way that she screamed he screamed she looks at him her eyes blow wide she screams in response to him and it was just back that that was the best part it wasn't even the fact that she had bitten off his fingers in her vagina it was the fact that their interaction together as he's struggling to get his hand out of her the whole thing (laughs) and leading into it as soon as he i could tell you could tell he was kind of fucking creepy and then he's down there with the speculum and he just pops off one of the gloves and i immediately go to whoa wait a minute (laughs) what the fuck are you doing taking off a glove and i don't know i imagine the rule back then was still that you had to have no matter what sex you are, somebody else has to be in the room for that exam. Mm. Yes. I mean, I every time I have that exam, every time I've had that exam, there has been somebody else in the room. A nurse, if, you know. It's been a long time. It's. I know it's been a long time since you've had the cobwebs cleared out of your puss. No, I'm real dusty. <laughs> but, uh, no, I don't believe anybody else was. I, didn't, I don't think anybody else was in the room. I think but time. I do have a 
a lady lady doctor. Oh yeah. I no, even my even my OB now is yeah. um OBGYN and now is a woman and there's always somebody else in the room. Okay. Well I yeah, like I said, me me and my dusty JJ, we're a little out of touch, so I don't really know. <laughs> like when I got my when I got the IUD in and uh there's the regular nurse and they're like this she's like in training they're like jenny's gonna be here too and that is that okay because they always ask is it okay if this person so you had a whole crowd i had a whole crowd and i remember i looked at the young nurse and she just real young and real not young but just like seems like really inexperienced not even that she's that young but very inexperienced and i looked at her and i go you're not gonna get fresh are you (laughs) (laughs) nobody laughed Oh, <laughs> it was really sad. It's such a the, that scene started out. I don't know. I just I, I know you have a lot more to say, but man, you brought up that scene and it's, it's it was it's my favorite. The, the way that he just says, "Okay, come on, scoot down, scoot, scoot, scoot," Which, and just keep telling because that's real. That's, that's so, so real. fucking real, and it's yes. so dumb and awkward and yep. stupid and it's yeah, it, it's just absurd. So there's already the absurdity, very real absurdity there of just a regular visit to your OBGYN. But, yeah, exactly, like. exactly. I do want to talk more about that. Yeah. No, go on with, with the rest of your so, spiel. So I think I did think my spiel. I'm trying to sell this. Cause yeah. this is a, so here's the thing. I don't remember thinking it's a great movie. I just remember thinking it it met my expectations. It was interesting. I didn't think too much about the female body or sexuality or that kind of stuff when I watched it. But watching it the second time. That is so weird that you didn't really think that much about it. I you did, were just thinking about the humor I think involved. I was thinking about the humor of it. And you the, were like, she bites off dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and the amusement of it. I, it wasn't so much that. Because I definitely saw that. I mean, they talk about the, like, there's the myth. And there's, like, Medusa comes in and, the, like, she sees, you know, mm-hmm. all those things. But um, I didn't think really hard about it, I guess, is what I need to say. And okay. I I knew John Hensley, who plays Brad, the stepbrother, from Nip Tuck. Because I was a big fan of Nip Tuck. And that was so, yeah, I was not a huge fan of Nip Tuck. I thought it was I a very loved it. shallow and... It was so shallow and wonderful. Awful. Um, but I do... I had seen some of the show. He was the son, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing him and thinking, that kid is terrifying looking. Like, he looks so creepy to me. I can't... I can't look at him. In Nip Tuck? Now, too. Oh, in, everything. Yeah, it's in, just... Yeah. His, there's his something hair is right. so dark. His eyebrows are so big. His forehead is such a like eight head. There's just something about him that is it's very kind of almost alien like, and I don't like it at all. I don't mean that to sound like an asshole. Sorry, he's John. Ugly. I'm not like I'm not even saying that he's ugly. He's just it's a weird look that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, which I guess works for this. It, it maybe, really works but. for this because his character in this was another. Watching it the first time, I recalled him, but watching it this time around, I. Mm. He's I love it. Um and then I didn't realize this, but Hale Appleman plays Toby, her like sort of boyfriend or whatever. Uh, her uh, hero? No. No, 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 uh, no, Toby, no, the, the, the other. Toby's yeah. the, Toby's the first the guy. raper. The first They're guy. all rapers, but let's go on. But yeah, sure. Um and he is in The Magicians and I adore oh. him and well, I love The Magicians and I really love his character in The Magicians. And so I didn't realize and then i'm he's an unmistakable face and his hair is incredible and he looked vaguely familiar yeah. i don't watch the magicians though but so i was just like oh my gosh it's hail but um yeah so that's kind of it for my I, I not a lot to say but i knew i really wanted you to see it because i thought it would be really interesting to talk about sure and i i gotta say watching it last night it's because i've always remembered this this movie always is stuck in my head as as something interesting and different and so watching it again, it's not as bad of a movie as I thought it was going to be. It's like a decade later and I'm watching it again and I didn't think it was that bad. I don't think it was bad. I mean, it was 
it's it's satire so you know there's the thin line i guess between when something's that absurd mm-hmm. <laughs> something that could be uh bad or or really good um i didn't think it was really good but it certainly wasn't bad it wasn't bad i think that the jess jess is it wexler is that how you say her name maybe the woman who plays dawn she was great so very good yeah so very good i again that that scene in the doctor's office the just the interaction the way she looked the way they looked at each other the way she looked at the way she screamed in response to him i was laughing so fucking hard it was just the best um yeah i i think the movie as a whole i think there were it's it's certainly an interesting concept Mm mm-hmm and I think that more could have been done with it or it could have been done in a different way. I hate the end. I hate it. And here's why. Well, I, because she breaks the fourth wall. Uh, no. No. Whatever. No. It's Here's this creepy fucking guy who obviously wants his dick inside of her in some way. Or his tongue. He does. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. It's the point so is, gross. is he wants to fuck her and she's like, obviously not into it <laughs> obviously <laughs> as well you shouldn't be and you can see the look come over her face where she's just thinking like oh well i can just use my vagina and yeah. do whatever here's why i don't like that i can use the teeth in my mouth to bite a guy's dick off if i want but i sure as shit don't want it in my mouth if he's a fucking creepy old man right so i feel the same way about that like it's nice that i have this ability and it would be kind of fun to see their faces sometimes mm-hmm. but i'm not going to let just anybody stick it inside me just cuz i know i can bite it off like i'm already living in that world where i could do that and it seems weird to me that she would have that thought too like he's still it's still in you it's still going in you even if you your still pussy have to, pops yeah. back out so i didn't like like, that just seemed too schlocky for me. Like, like a, like the end of a really bad joke. Yeah. As opposed to this person who has this amazing hidden power finding her power. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't feel like she was finding her power. It felt like she was playing games. At the end. Yeah. I almost... It... What I... My take on it this time, and I don't know if this is 100% in the right direction or what they meant, but... It feels like she be- she became radicalized by all of her experiences with the patriarchy or with the men in her life because you keep you keep wanting there are some men in her life who are shit shitheads like just obvious shitheads Brad an obvious piece of shit oh yeah and then you've got the stepdad who just seems like the sweetest kindest man he's like the only he's very kind but I would say that he probably also instilled in her that idea of. What did she say in the classroom? That women have an inherent sense of modesty, mm-hmm. something to that effect. I, you get the feeling that, you know, she probably got some of that at least from him too. So sure. he was still, I imagine, you didn't, you don't know from what you were mm-hmm. shown, but I imagine he was still inundating her with what I would consider to be wrong messages. Sure. Well, yeah, if she came to the conclusion that she was going to save her virginity and she was going to wear this promise ring. Yeah, or that she's a so bad person th- for even touching herself, for even yes. knowing what she would, what in she looks thoughts, like. In pure thoughts. And that she, yes. Oh, we need to talk about the sex education scene. Which I honestly <laughs> don't understand. And, and here's what I mean by don't understand. Like, I get it. I get what they were going for. But it was, that was way too heavy handed, I thought. Uh, I didn't like it because I felt like that was That's too heavy handed. It's, it's comedy. It's absurdity. Like, yeah, but it was too much. It In my humble opinion they went one too far it was too (laughs) heavy-handed and it made me roll my eyes instead of laugh so so she's 
she's got this idea of purity and saving herself for marriage and that's how she thinks and so much so that she's telling toby we can't hang out anymore because Mm -hmm. so she's very naive i do love how sexual she is though like for being such a pure soul she spends a couple hours with him and she just can't help but touch herself like that's but that's a teenager that's a teenager uh i don't know maybe i'm just not a super sexual person but i, I, I feel, feel like, like it's taken more than a few hours for me to raging, be like, and there's definitely like a for me there's a, always like the anticipation's almost better than the actual thing so, oh no no for sure yeah. yeah so i feel like she just i fight. loved her fantasy too of the, the wedding <laughs> night the wedding. in the dress yes <laughs> the pure white with the sh- like the fucking what is it chiffon or whatever and it then was the beaded so bodice like the way you would think a seven-year-old would have a <laughs> no it really is like the candles and the flowers and the champagne and yeah no it was i did that was one of my questions to you like I mean, I doubt that that was your fantasy of your first time. <laughs> but did you have an expectation of what your first time was going to be like? Do you feel like it was realistic or did you not even think about it? I never really even thought about it. Yeah, it was... I never thought about it either. No. In terms of, like, a first time, no. Yeah, even when other people... and When other people make it into my fantasies, it's like a, it's like a slice of life, you know, out of time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's never been... And then on our wedding night or or prom night or yeah. I don't know, what the fuck ever. When my, when I was a teenager, my fantasies weren't about sex. They were no. about, like, dating and relationships. Never marriage, but dating and relationships. I had a dream once. Oh, my God. No, no, this isn't even, this. it's just sad. It's just sad. Is and it Eric I Clapton? still remember. Is, is Eric Clapton? It was Matt Damon. Oh. That's why I remember. It was oh, sad. Oh, no, I was a teenager. Matt Damon, like. Google Years ago. Hunting Matt yes. Damon? Yeah. It okay, was a young, long time like, ago. Like a uh, talented Mr. Ripley Matt Damon. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that, that time Damon. frame. Exactly. It was, this was a long time he was ago. An so I was a young man. He had the haircut. I was a teenager, maybe 20 at the most. I mean, like this was when I was in either high school or college. Okay. Um, and it was, it was, this is not a sex dream. That's what makes it it's so sad. It's a fantasy sad. dream. It was a fantasy. It was, we were at like some kind of dinner party and he pulled me into his lap. And just held me tight. Good God, that's hot. It's but here's the thing: I woke up from that feeling so amazing, like mm. you, the kind of like satisfied that you would feel after a really good sex dream. And it was just because I had encountered some level of caring intimacy yep. and loving touch. And I almost wanted to cry. I was probably 18 years old, and I just almost wanted to cry because it was so real. Yeah. And then. I had nothing. <laughs> but to your point of not often having like sexual sex fantasies. fantasies. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Intimate much fantasies, more... but not exactly. sexual ones. Yeah. But is that is that because we are taught not to think about sex in that way? Is that because it's hidden from us and then when we do have sex I ed, don't it's think just so. this... I talked about sex all the time. Why? Um, because I had friends who did too. Like but, but, I remember but, but in but sixth how, grade. How did you talk about sex? Uh, things that we didn't know anything about, but we learned about, and we would like my, my friend Heidi and I would pass very sexually charged notes back what, and forth. What would they say? Um, just talking about dicks and pussies and shit, and like different but, weird positions and like, like all kinds of like. But what, like it was never. Like, it was never hey, like Heidi. Think about when you're gonna fuck this guy, and his it dick's wasn't usually. Be in your pussy. No, it wasn't necessarily us. It was more just. Um, our way of I guess learning about that world and, and investigating and talking about it yeah okay um and then in middle school like Julie and I would talk about shit all the time um I think in part because because she was really kind of trying to come to grips with her sexuality, her sexuality yeah. and her so gender yeah yeah I don't know if 
if she was well no she was definitely still then I think as well trying mm-hmm. to come to terms with yeah who she was mm-hmm. um, and I would say you know when we talked about it no it wasn't usually it wasn't usually sexually charged in like an erotic way it was more not necessarily clinical it's just using the words using the words and talking about what's actually going on and then and usually with humor involved there was Mm -hmm. usually a lot of humor like you know dick and pussy jokes like shit like that um but then there were also (laughs) i remember a couple of sleepovers with a lot of like phone sex going on and just to see what it was like Mm -hmm. and i don't remember any of us ever actually touching ourselves Mm -hmm. you know anything like that i do remember being over at julie's house one time when i ran upstairs it was like a group of us that were staying over because her parents had a pool so you know it was Mm -hmm. summertime we would have sleepovers over there like almost every other weekend and i remember running upstairs to her bedroom to grab a sweater or something and she had the door wide fucking open and i walk in and she's eating out her girlfriend Uh like i do not need to be exposed to this this it was very it wasn't traumatic it was just gross it was really gross. And not gross because it was two girls. Gross because her girlfriend was super fucking gross. And she was my friend. And I don't want to see my <laughs> friend doing that ever. But, I mean, there was definitely... There was definitely, even when I wasn't, you know, in any way participating mm-hmm. in sex going on around me and sexual talk going on mm-hmm. around me. And I would say I was one of the instigators in terms of really, really lewd and inappropriate stories and thoughts and jokes I love it I love that so I was I I understood sex my mom was like really forward with us about sex from a very young age this is how your body works this is what it looks like this is blah 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 we didn't talk about orgasms orgasms it was always about sex as a I only remember talking about orgasms with friends I don't think it ever came up in sex ed in anything it did come up in sex ed but no you know I don't really talk about that much in sex ed either but I remember remember learning in sex ed how to put in a tampon (sighs) My, my mom wanted us to know that, understand how our bodies worked and understand how to think about sex in a healthy way, but mm-hmm. we didn't talk about the pleasure side of it, which kind of makes me angry when I think about it now, because I think that's part of why I'm such a prude about it. And still, I'm trying to get better, but I can be very prudish. And, like, I remember learning, and the stuff you're talking about, like, me and my friends were talking about those yeah, things. Yeah. But I remember learning what 69 was, and then I got a shirt from Spencer's that said 69, and I had a a keychain that said I be six, you be nine, and, like, I, because I was, like, trying to fit in. Yeah. It's not that I ever did those things. I was just trying to, like, I know sex. Like, I, I'm, I, I understand sex, guys. Which I think I it's funny sex. that, how old were you then? I would have been, like, 16, 17. So, <laughs> <laughs> when all of this started <laughs> with me and my friend, I think I was about 11. Yeah. And. This is what's wrong with these cities. I would say these, by the time these- I got to, like, 16, 17, we were talking about some, far more um, <laughs> intimate shit. I don't know. But it, you know, but when I fantasize, it was, it was the, the stuff you talked about. It was more about like Touch emotional int- and, intimacy yeah. and cuddling and kissing and just like very innocent type stuff. Just feeling yes, affection. feeling feelings. And, um, but you know, I also around that same age was, you know, I had boys that I would make out with them and they'd get to second base and um, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I was practicing, but I was, Again, like 16, 17, it was probably 17 by the time I had a real intense makeout session with somebody where I actually took my top off. Top off. Like, I, I wasn't. Sorry. Take your taco off. Good take lord. Take my taco. You know, you gotta take it on and off for sure. You have an adaptation as well, my dear. <laughs> I um, And the other thing, too, that I always think about when I think about learning about sex was 
I we were at this party in Michael Reeves's basement and it was like his 16th birthday party so I was probably I was 16 at the time <laughs> we were there were a group it was my sister and another girl and Travis Coleman and Michael all went into this back room it was like the the back room of the basement so the rest of us were outside like you know mm-hmm. I mean no but we weren't drinking we were just eating like nachos and you know drinking soda and staying up late so they were in there playing strip poker and me and my friend Luke went and we we were like let's check out what's going on in there and we opened the door and there was a rack of clothes and the clothes were parted and through the par- parted clothes I could see nothing but Travis Coleman's like stiff boner huh. And I was a stiff boner. It's like a dumb, yeah, it's okay. a redundant thing to say. It's just see his boner. And I had to think really hard about what I had seen. Because I just... <laughs> and my friend Luke was just immediately, like, laughing his ass off. And, like, just kind of like, oh, my God, Travis. And, yeah, like, we left and down. shut the door. And I just remember asking my sister about it. Because I, I, apparently they went in there and Travis didn't need any... He didn't need it to lose any hands. He just was stripping his clothes off. He just—he was the boy who just wanted to be naked and look at my boner because he just needed to get it out. Because you know he wasn't getting any action. It was Travis Coleman. Um, I haven't touched myself since Easter. <laughs> Travis Coleman was just this freckly kid. He was just a dork. And that was the same night that I had my first kiss. And it was we were doing the thing where you would go into like we would go into the bathroom with a boy. And I mm-hmm. went in the bathroom with Eric Hayes, and he's. <laughs> kissing me and there's a crack in the door and fucking travis coleman is looking at us it was a very nice kiss though nice work for a kiss <laughs> um but yeah so like all of that happened in one night and i still like i mean i was 16 like i was those are the kinds of things i think probably kids now or even then were doing when they were in like elementary school maybe i don't know like i mean the kissing thing like all of it the kissing the boners the nudity all of it some yeah maybe i think my first kiss was um, in Kentucky when I went to go visit my friend Vivian, and it was with some boy. boy. Of, I guess he was one. I don't remember if he was one of her friends or, like, one of a group of friends. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't remember his name. But it was that same kind of thing. Like, just go in the closet. Kind of a seven minutes in heaven thing. Yeah. I don't remember if we yeah. were actually playing that game, but that kind of thing. And if it was then, I would have been maybe 12. Good lord! Like I thought you were gonna say like fifteen or sixteen. No, it wasn't like a makeout session kiss. Right, it was right. like it was, a, just it a was kiss. how a twelve-year-old would yeah. kiss. But well, I mean, it was that kind of game. We didn't make out. He gave me a kiss. Yeah, that was it. That was all it was. And yeah. then he saw that Travis was Travis was looking, and he was like, "Damn, who's like, this fucking Travis?" I'm assuming he's in prison now. Um, no, I think he lives in Florida and he's married. Oh, he's in Florida. That makes sense. That tracks. A Florida man. If you hear about fucking it, it's Travis. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I. I'm thinking about all of this when I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking about how what 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 people have told her in her life like you were talking about her stepdad and what messages she's gotten and how she got to be this person who belongs to this group called the promise enough that she can give these talks and then throughout her experiences becomes radicalized Mm -hmm. the end is stupid I agree the end is real stupid because I because it could have been so much more I would have been happier seeing her get into the car and just drive off Mm -hmm. and just have the question of what happens to her well yeah that alone the the fact I don't think you didn't need to show her hitchhiking she took her bike and took off out of town and from that I got okay she's gonna go she's she's free she's a powerful woman now like she knows her she knows what she can do she can survive on her own you didn't need to have the rest of that that was just weird and creepy and kind of gross yeah and I, I guess I just 
it's sad. I'm saddened by... So she does become empowered, right? Like, mm-hmm. she fig- like with the help of Ryan, the sweet, who seemingly sweet boy, figures out her sexuality. And she's looking at herself in the mirror, and she's okay with her body. She's happy with her body. Like, mm-hmm. it feels good. Um, and then she is able to use it against her enemy mm-hmm. in a way that I think she feels good about. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, hey, I, you know... And I can understand feeling good about that one, too, because there's history there. Mm-hmm. There was a sexual history there, yep. a, you know, a yeah. deviancy that they encountered when they were kids yep. um, that she used against him. So that particular kind of arc, I was in for. Like, that was cool. That was fine. Um, yeah. I don't like the fact that when she left, she closed the door and closed the dog in there with him. That was very upsetting to me. The dog was going to be fine. I, the poor animal. Mother. Interesting Ugh. name for the dog. I, I feel like that kid was abused by his mom. Um, it is very rare for a child of that age to touch another child yes. in why a sexually he, aggressive way yes. without having experience. He has a yeah. real problem. and Which makes me worried about the father, too, honestly. Yeah. I wondered, because he was fucking his girlfriend in the ass, if he was... Because he tells his dad, and I thought it was really strange that he... Because they're little kids when they're in that kiddie pool... He's oh, like, the love thing? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was super was, weird. Like, yeah. I loved her. I, don't, I didn't I did, get that at all. I didn't understand that either. But then I'm thinking, did he save putting his dick into another woman's vagina for his stepsister? Gross, and I hope not, and weird, and doesn't make sense also. But I wouldn't think so. I But I did, you kind of get the impression, you know, when his girlfriend was talking to him about his finger and how that happened, and he was like, nobody really knows, or something like yeah, that. But he, the way he was thinking about it, you get the feeling that it's uh, it, it's a memory that's just hidden in the back that he knows but he doesn't he's not cognizant of it so i did wonder if maybe it was that sort of thing like he has a healthy fear of vaginas because he does kind of know interesting i hadn't that hadn't crossed my mind but that actually is really interesting yeah that was what i was Ah, was thinking so he's doing him in the ass because he knows the vagina's not Mm -hmm. safe or perhaps he is gay yeah well i did wonder about that too but (laughs) i don't know i think some men probably just prefer to do you in the butt I mean, they can prefer what they want yeah, to prefer, so, but I'd prefer yeah, they prefer it you elsewhere. Know, you, prefer, you prefer what you want to prefer, and then you find somebody who prefers the same thing. That's right. You do prefer, good. Perform it, pre- perform it together. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, well, yeah, what else? Uh, do you want to talk about the sex ed thing? Sure. I, I do think one other thing, um, just in talking about, what was her name? Dawn. Dawn. I wanted to say Hope. I don't know why. Dawn. Hope, Dawn, Charity, Chastity, whatever. Yeah, called. I don't know. Amity, um, Amity, 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 Again, I rolled my eyes instead of laughed. I, I get what they were trying to do. I just think it was too heavy-handed to be funny. But I also feel like it's so not needed. Because I 100% would have bought that she didn't know what a vulva looked like. Because mm-hmm. she already made it clear that in her mind, touching herself, and I would imagine then looking at herself, and I would imagine looking at anyone else's, would be wholly inappropriate. Yeah. So I don't think that they even need it. Like, I didn't know if that was something that they put in there simply as a joke or if they put it in to make me believe that she wouldn't know the difference of, you know, how she looks different or is different from others. Um, but yeah, I didn't, 
I don't know. I, 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 yeah. But you wanted to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay. I 100% think that there are women in the world who don't know the first thing about their own anatomy and probably haven't taken well, a look at it. It's the it's one of the best scenes from Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh, shit. You're going to have to remind me. You, it, Is it the one where the kid gets hit by the train and loses his arm? Yes, that's exactly the scene I'm okay, talking about. Okay, that's, that's immediately what I went to. <laughs> Kathy Bates. Buddy. Buddy's arm. Yes. They get buried. That's, anyway. that's the scene I'm referring to right now. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Kathy Bates. Yes. Kathy Bates. Wanda. Right. And she's she's going to this group and kind of. Talking about their vaginas. Talk, they're talking about their vaginas. Remember, she like dresses up in saran wrap for her husband and he just walks in and he's like, what the hell are you wearing? Is the chicken ready? So sad. But they were talking about like, you you have to, this you know, you're your vagina that's not just for your husband it's for you like it is you you have to know what you look like and they're like i want you to go home tonight and grab a, a mirror and look at yourself and she does it and she's like Whoa. I don't, I, it's she, just isn't, isn't, isn't there a part there where she's crying because she's like i can't even look at my own but she's talking to jessica taney's character she's like i can't even look at my own vagina yeah, yeah and yeah. jessica taney's like girls just get yourself out get out of get down of that headspace come on <laughs> but it, it, it it's so that was 80s 80s early 90s maybe yeah, early 90s yeah, but early 80s. 90s yeah um and so i saw that as a kid as a child um but there was something i think very true about it then and i think there's something very true about it now as well even though i i well, first of all we're americans so we are in a more kind of puritanical society mm. than uh, elsewhere Although there are certainly other societies that are far more puritanical than us. Yeah, we don't have uh, so much of that female genital mutilation stuff happening. Not as much. No. Some. Sure. But not as much. <laughs> but uh, I, I do think there's still, even as open as we have become in 2020 versus, you know, 1990, mm-hmm. um, there's definitely still a thought and an idea that why would you want to look at it? It's it's gross or it smells bad dirty exactly it's um yeah it it smells bad or right it's so close to you know where you piss and shit like you know you just it's just an area you just you shouldn't you shouldn't do anything yeah you got to clean it Mm because it's dirty keep it clean it's dirty it bleeds but smells stay away from it and it's not don't touch it I, i bet there are plenty of little girls who touch themselves and their moms are like don't touch yourself there probably even just a scratch don't touch yourself there which I would argue in public don't. But, sure. You know, Whereas, like... Know, know your space. You know, but, like, and I, little boys probably no, it's, get the same things the, from some parents. It's parents. psychosexual uh, stage of development, sure. There, right. there are... Children touch themselves, yes, mm-hmm. as well they should, because it is how you explore your, your body. body. Right. Whether you're touching your own toes or you're touching your penis or whatever. Mm-hmm. Touch um, my penis all the time. I do, too. Stroke it fondly. But... <laughs> I do think, you know, there, and I, I remember, like, I don't think I've ever taken a hand mirror to mine. I did. I looked at it a few months back, and I thought. Maybe I did. I feel like maybe I, I did when at, I was a teenager. I, I feel like it looked older. <laughs> wow. What does that mean? Probably Is there a gray beard? I don't. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> no. I looked at. It let out, like, a weird old man cough. <laughs> Dust. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps clearing its throat every time. No. No, it didn't do that. Oh, oh my good. God. I think I hadn't seen it since college, and I thought, wow. When, when you opened it up, was there just like a... Just like... Of dust. <laughs> oh, 
this conversation is so good. Anyway. Sure. Hadn't seen it since college. Took a look. Thought, it doesn't look how I remember it. It is kind of... Were there teeth? No, there were no teeth. But I didn't... I didn't think it was pretty. I don't think... I don't (laughs) think mine's pretty either. But to be fair... I don't think that feet are usually pretty either. Fair, but you look at your feet all the time, so you're just used to that. No, no, that's that's what I'm saying, though, is just because it's not, in my mind, a pretty... First of all, dicks are not pretty. They are gross, weird-looking appendages. They're really funny, actually. That, but that's what I mean. And like, the it's balls not, are even Balls are nasty, too. <laughs> it's none of it's pretty. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't have its own inherent beauty for being part of who you are. Yes, yes. But I just remember thinking, like... Somebody want to get their face real close. <laughs> I wouldn't. No, I definitely don't want to dive in there. Um, but I'm also <laughs> not someone who does dive into right, right, vaginas in general. Way. Right, right. you lean the other way. But I feel like, like I, I just it was it was a kind of a Tawanda moment. I'm like, I need to fucking it's it's me mm-hmm. dealing with my sexuality because I have just put it on hold for years and years and years. And it was not good, and I needed to get back, needed to get in touch with it, because I never took the time to do that, and I don't know why. It's Maybe it's because it just wasn't ever expected of me. I feel like, guys, your dick's right there. It gets hard. You got to do something about it. And it's, it is it is definitely considered uh, by society, I think it's dick jokes are fun, and uh, pussies are gross. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there is definitely a swing in that direction. Pussy means you're chicken, you're yellow. Dick just Yellow. means you're an asshole. But uh, like, sure. The connotation that a pussy, pussy, if a guy calls another guy a pussy, he's weak. Well, yeah, because he's calling him a woman, and women. I, are weak. I, like, I hate that. I hate that the the right. word pussy means yeah. weak. Like, and dick and cunt, I feel, are kind of like in the same vein of like you're a piece of shit human being. When I say sure. you're a dick, or I feel like cunt is a worse thing to say than oh, dick. Yeah. Here in this culture. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So the the sex ed thing. What was your sex ed class? Did you have to take sex ed? Yeah. And when did you take it? And I'm not talking about the thing in fourth grade or whatever where, where they talk to you about your period. I mean, like yeah, like I remember that in sixth grade, it was a basic covering of all of the anatomies. You know, know your body, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I remember that they split us into boys and girls. Boys and girls, which is just so fucking stupid. Um, and yeah, and that was where they taught us how to put in a tampon, which. Okay, whatever. How do they teach you how to put a tampon in? Um, they pull the tampon out, and then they showed, like, an applicator and just how you would ins- – and they're like, and then you would insert it, and then you would pop it out, and I don't remember the okay. details of it. I've All right. I mean, it's, used a, to them it's a worthwhile so. thing to be t- – I mean, no, there are instructions yeah, that, in the box. That I don't think was stupid. Yeah. It was more just kind of like – Yes, that was that was my yeah. thought too. Is like there are instructions in the box. Very few of us, I believe, went straight to tampons. Oh like, yeah, I didn't very few girls tampons. go straight to them in the sixth grade. Maybe maybe it's different now, but yeah. I, I think for the most part. Well, now you know, there are other options. You wait until you're ready yeah. to stick something up yourself, yeah. which for me was a little bit later. Yeah, there are lots of other options now too, though. Like there's oh, like the, the diva cup, the diva and cup, and then the, the is it called thinks. Oh, like the... The underwear, the yeah, absorbent yeah. underwear, which I think is really cool. But Yeah. Yeah, which like... Which also is kind of gross sounding, but also... So I think it's a... I, yeah. People love it. No, no, I, yeah, I've only yeah. heard good things about it. But I had a friend who, the first time she put in a tampon, tampon left the applicator in, and it hurt like hell all day. And well, yeah, I would think. her mom was like, well, yeah, you're not supposed to. No. I'm pretty sure it says it on I mean, how many people actually read the instructions? 
for something you put in your body i read the instructions yeah i definitely did and i would hope that you did but that's me so they showed you how to put in a tampon. So, yeah, all of that. And then there was sex ed in middle school, which was, I guess, more sex ed. Mm-hmm. And boys and girls all in the same class. It was health class. It was health class. That's interesting. They separated us. Boys were in a different class. In middle school, were. they didn't. Yeah, in, in the sixth grade. So when I was in sixth grade, that was still elementary. Mm-hmm. And then middle school, so probably would have been eighth grade. For us, it was like seventh or eighth grade, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was, it was health class, so it wasn't always about sex. There was the sex... Um, I don't know, chapter or whatever. So, But I don't remember anything that I learned. But here's why. Because fucking Julie was there. And that class is when we became friends. So you were just... So it was, must have been the seventh grade. Joking around with her and But not exactly. It was because I remember the first thing that she said to me, we were sitting next to each other in this class. And fuck, I, don't, I actually don't remember what exactly she said. But it was during the, like, sex chapter, and she and the lights were off because they were showing a video or something. Or maybe they had the overhead projector mm-hmm. on because I'm that old that they had, you know. That. Um, but she leaned over and whispered something very sexual to me. I don't remember what exactly it was. And it wasn't, like, a, a come on. It was something like, you know, what do you think her pussy looks like or something. <laughs> like a joke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a joke. And that was, that was it. You we were, were friends. We were friends yeah. after that. So, but that's really the only thing I remember about health class. Um, other than I definitely remember there were things that they covered where I was like why are we talking about this do people not know this and so that was mostly the basic stuff mm-hmm. like I feel like you should have learned about How menstruation already oh. or or yeah exactly what penetration is mm-hmm. that kind of thing which it's still great that they covered it especially in hindsight knowing what I know now which is obviously everybody's experience wasn't like mine not everybody has the education that I had mm-hmm. um, at the time I just figured everybody's got to know this yeah. shit right they separated boys from girls. We didn't have gym with the boys either. In 7th and 8th grade, they separated us all out. So the boy, and that was when we started to change into gym clothes. So I don't think we had to change into gym clothes until high school, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah, we had to have, like, we had to have, like, black shorts and this t-shirt that we bought. And so when you were, like, in, so, like, for one semester, while the boys were in gym class, that day the girls had health class. Mm. Um, And then they would flip us. But, um, That's actually kind of upsetting that you wouldn't even have gym class together. Well, they're much stronger and, and better at athletics than us. Exactly so, why it upsets me. So yeah. then uh, we just don't want to be... They wouldn't want to have to pick girls for their teams. No, that would have been really rough. Right. Um, that that would have been be hard terrible. on them. And it really, you know... Like, what do you, what's next? You want me to pass the ball to her? The come other on. thing that really fired me, and this was probably in eighth grade, it was first come, first serve, whether you were in home ec or shop class. Mm-hmm. And typically all the guys went to shop and all the girls chose to do home ec. But I signed the fuck up first and I wanted shop. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't need fucking home ec and shop will be more fun. And I was probably wanting to be in the classroom with the boys because I was a nut. And <laughs> I do think shop would probably be more fun. I never did take it. The football players signed up late. But they got in? They put them in. And I asked because I said, I know I turned my shit in. I remember sitting in a room with the principal and saying, explain this to me. And she gave me some bullshit line about why they were going to get a half shop and I was never ever more that's one of the first times where I was like the system is fucked yeah like yeah what the fucking fuck I follow the rules there's no reason why these fuckers can't make a pie and I that's what I ended up doing bullshit that I didn't I probably would have gone to the class she's fucking so stupid and explained to everyone in the class why I'm there when the teacher tried to kick me out (laughs) I do remember I did take home ec 
And I didn't take it because I wanted to take home ec. I took it because I knew it would be easy. Mm. But I remember they had those stupid fucking mechanical babies. And they were trying oh, to teach us. they didn't make us do any of that. It they was mostly did, just baking. We did some baking, which I was not, because they I had was a, not good at either. They had a family child development class for the girls who wanted to do that. Oh, I... Yeah. And well, so, there was... I think I thought it was just a unit in home ec, though, where it was like a child development yeah, unit. Yeah, we didn't do it. But I think they were trying to teach us not to get knocked up as teenagers. So, you know what? Maybe it was because I took a child development class, too. Because so I remember volunteering. We had like um, a preschool class, and I remember volunteering with the preschool kids. Okay. Because, as you know, I love children. Yeah. Of course, yes. <laughs> I have no fucking clue why I did that shit. Because <laughs> uh, it was an easy A, maybe? Probably. And I think it was uh, considered a psych credit. Oh, well, then, so. yeah. Um, but yeah, they they made they made us do the stupid mechanical baby thing, mm-hmm. and I flat out it's the only thing in my scholastic life that I have flat out refused to do that I have ever because normally I don't give a shit. Like you want to mm-hmm. assign a book to me to read, I probably won't do it, but I'm not going to argue with you. Right. Um, only time in my life have I gone up to a teacher and said, "Yeah," I, I literally said the words, "I'm not going to do this." Mm-hmm. I said, "I'm not going to do this." I'm. I'm not planning on having kids probably ever in my life. I'm certainly not going to now, so I don't need to be taught this lesson. Can you give me something else to do? And mm-hmm. she looked uh, shocked <laughs> at first, and then she was like, okay, I will come up with That's that. That's cool. And I then I had to, issue. yeah, so I had to, like, take care of an egg, which... Instead of the mechanical instead baby. Instead of the mechanical baby. So the mechanical baby you had to have for, like, two or three days, and I mm-hmm. had to keep the egg for, like, a week. But the great thing about the egg is I got to drop it off at daycare. <laughs> there were people walking around our high school with this stupid fucking baby, like, crying in the middle of class because they had to take care of it all day. Uh. I came in in the morning. First thing I did was go to the home ec room and drop off my baby egg. <laughs> and then I just had to remember to pick it up after school. And then I had to write a paper about, I don't know, I mean, that's parenting in the modern age. You leave your kid with somebody else. That's well, true. Yeah, exactly. I had it all figured out. I don't think that our sex ed was... I remember we had this really old book that was probably from, like, the 80s, and it had stuff in there about, like, sex takers, like, guys who were sex takers. It was very weird. Sex takers? Yeah, and then you, there what was What does that a, mean? I fucking don't even remember. I just remember thinking it was dumb. And then people could write anonymous questions for the teacher, and some of them were pretty body, like... I do remember that happening, and yeah. I do remember some being kind of funny and inappropriate, yeah. but I don't really remember details about it, but yeah. I remember that was a thing. So, I guess... I got more out of my mom talking to me, but I, I think my disappointment, and the other thing I will say about it is, so we it was required unless your parents wrote you a note and you didn't have okay, to take it. Okay, I do it. remember that, yeah. Yes. And again, I don't remember 100% if it was required or if it was an elective, but I definitely, it must have been because I remember I that you, required. I remember there were some kids who, yeah, their parents, their parents would write them a so note and they didn't have to go. two of my friends didn't do it, and then later on, one of them got knocked up. No, but I remember was asking me all these questions about sex, and I'm like, so your parents didn't talk to you about sex, and they didn't make you go to the sex ed class, but now you need to know about sex. That, that's the thing that makes Weird. me nuts. It's, it's how I feel. I feel more strongly about the sex ed thing because I feel like people are uneducated, and they do dumb shit, yeah. and like people are going to do dumb shit and get knocked up regardless of whether they know about the consequences of sex or not, but I feel like you can't protect yourself if you don't understand how your body works and if you don't understand how sex works. And you also won't have a fulfilling sex life if life if you don't under, aren't accepting of your sexuality and of your vagina or your penis or whatever. And you aren't there's a lot of shame I feel like oh, yeah. handed off to people oh, yeah. and women I, in particular. Yeah, but, but, but men sure. too. Like yeah, I've not, got a lot of sure. uh, and, and I don't know if it's just Catholicism. It probably is other religions too. Where friends whose mothers were super Catholic and 
you know, masturbation was bad, don't touch yourself. I think that also comes into play, you know, when are we introducing kids to this sort of education? Because Mm -hmm. if... If you start waking up with morning wood every day at 10 or 11 and you haven't had those talks or um, that class or anything like that, yeah, I absolutely can imagine feeling fear and embarrassment and shame. Yep. So. And, it's, and it's, it's sad to me because it shouldn't be something to be embarrassed about. You shouldn't certainly ever be ashamed of your own body and... I feel like men, because their dick is out there and it's super obvious, it's like, and you wake up with morning wood and you, you figure out how to get rid of it, right? Mm. Um, or somebody shows you or, you know, you read about it or whatever. And now the internet is there so anybody can find anything and it's a little different, I think. Yeah, and I think for me, I got a lot of stuff from TV and movies. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, things that I shouldn't have watched as a kid probably, but still things that are introducing you, even if it's not explicit, I'm not saying mm-hmm. I was going around like watching Skinamax all the time, but... Yeah. Um, adult themes, sexual themes, things like that, Mm -hmm. that I was exposed to and exposing myself to. And I think there's certainly a lot of that in the media today, just uh, again, in terms of television and movies, but the internet as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was going to, so like, I was going to ask you when you saw your first porn. Um, high school. It would have been high high school. school. Yeah. Because I remember being at my friend's house and there were guys with us and we were watching and I feel now when I think about them, like those poor dudes. We're but probably hiding boners. It's so funny to me that we can talk about it, and it was a memorable thing because you had to you had to find get the VHS, one. yeah, have somebody that you some place where you could watch it. Exactly, You'd find a place to be alone and put it in, and and now it's like I can look it's up on, on my phone. phone right now. Yep, <laughs> I could be watching porn while we're doing this thing. Yep. I'm not, I have it I'm on. I've got rude. it running on the computer right now. I can't see the computer, but I believe you do have it going. <laughs> It's, there's nothing animal involved. No, 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 no. It's pretty clean. It's like pretty straight. Like pretty, like missionary. It's all really basic. That's all you like. It's all really basic. It's all wedding night porn. It's all oh, wedding night porn. Oh, <laughs> nice. But yeah. So I guess, yeah, I think the state of sex education is terrible. And the only thing about it that I find amusing is every once in a while, there's an internet video of some guy learning from his girlfriend how like periods work Hmm. and like the most recent one i saw was this guy she was talking he was talking about the pads and he's like but you have to take the pad off to go pee right and she's like whoa take it off of what she's like or he's like or you would just pee into it and she's like no what are you and yes for approximately a week every month i simply urinate on myself (laughs) every time he thought you stuck the pad to your vagina so he's not reading the box. No, it was just really, really funny. And then, and then when she explained it to him, he was like, oh, he was really great about it. And it's I like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> and I think it's great that they were even able to talk about it because sure, that's something that I don't know. Like back in the day, that's like, a, that's to my point of why I think it was stupid that they separated the boys from the girls. Mm-hmm. Because you know what, boys should learn about tampons too. If for no other reason than if you ever get punched in the nose, <laughs> you cut a tampon in half and shove each half up your nose, and it is a sterile and super absorbent way to get rid of the blood yeah i learned that from the movie she's the man she's the man that was with Freddie amanda bynes no with oh, amanda, amanda bynes, bynes and channing tatum yeah i do not like her i never saw oh, that movie. well you need to because channing tatum Eh. potato tatum he's looks really good in this movie yeah yeah i'm a step up that's channing tatum step, step up, up is, that's yes. that's my jam but he's still well, maybe a little bit I, I like him he's so big now anymore like he's just a giant 
Yeah, was he, I like he him wasn't a little small. I like okay. him a little smaller. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little more lean. Okay, sex ed. And so, yeah, so that they put the big sticker over the vagina just adds to that, like, here's a person who doesn't know anything about our own anatomy, yeah. hasn't explored, but has And is being told by others not to also. So I don't know yeah. how she came to this decision of, to be a part of this, the promise group. And mm-hmm. I, I gotta say, I loved the promise rings. The red mm-hmm. faceted promise rings. I want one for myself. I loved it. It looked like a kind of a jelly ring or something. Yeah, I, loved it. Um, I do like this is so stupid. She was talking about, you know, trading the ring in and she she was like, until I trade it in for that gold ring. The gold. And I was like, all I could think was like, You really want a gold wedding ring? Like, give me give me some fucking platinum or some shit. What do you want? Go- I don't that was so, it was such a stupid <laughs> like I remember chiding myself for even thinking it after. Get out of your own damn head and watch a damn movie. But it stuck with me because it was annoying. I agree. Whenever I hear talk of, like, engagement rings or wedding rings, I always think of Carrie on Sex in the City when she found the ring that Aiden bought for her, and she's disappointed in it. She's like, it's a gold band with a pear-shaped diamond, and everybody's like, oh. ew. I don't remember that, but that definitely really sounds sad. like her. Yeah, and well, it sounds like Aiden, too. Yeah. He would totally buy that. <laughs> um, so what did you... So that first... So she's she falls in love with Toby. Mm-hmm. Like, they have this instant connection, and... Then they go, she's like, I gotta see you. Even though they've made this agreement that they can't see each anymore. And then they, so this is, this scene I thought, or this sequence I thought was really interesting. So she calls him from the place where the kids hang out. And he comes, you see the Jeep tearing in. Yeah. Which is really cute. He gets out. She comes out in her bathing suit. Mm-hmm. A little ruffle. Uh-huh, which is adorable. And he says she's beautiful. And, you know, obviously he pictured her with less on, but whatever. Right. Um, and then they get in the water and they have their first kiss Mm -hmm. and it's all very innocent and sweet and what you would want a first kiss to be and what you would want to, you know, like they like each other. Mm -hmm. It's really cute. And then she's, she stops him though because he starts to grab her chest and she says, purity, purity. Mm -hmm. And he's looking at her and she swims away and he looks at her and I feel like this is where it turns. And I, it's a thing that I think happens a lot. She told him when she got, didn't she say, don't get out of the water? Yes. Like, she yes. was going to be up there, and yes. she didn't even want him to come yeah. near he her. Says, and I'm he's cold. every step of the way pushing mm-hmm. a little further. And but, that's the insidiousness of it, too. Yes. It's just pushing a little further, pushing a little, see how far I can get with yeah. her. But he, when she swims away from him at first, from, away from the rope, he kind of has this look in his face like he thinks it's all an act. He, mm-hmm. In his mind, I think he's twisted it to say, oh, she's just teasing. She she's really playing. wants it. Yeah, it's, and I it's think that game. is often, and I don't know if I've said this before, but we, we've gone to these Krav Maga classes for years, and um, we would have these women's self-defense seminars, and our, our instructor would always say, and I think it's such a good thing, like that's the dynamic of men and women in this culture at least. It's the chase. Mm-hmm. It's the anticipation. It's the chase. Like, the girl is like, oh, no, I'm here and innocent. And the guy pushes and pushes and pushes, and she says no, and he keeps pushing, and she says no, and he keeps pushing. And then, and that is exactly how my, like, how it all, like, happened for me, at least. It was, you know, you're hot and heavy, you're hot and heavy, and then you say no. And then maybe the next time you're a little hotter and heavier, and you say no. And then one day you say yes. Mm-hmm. And it might even be that same night where you say yes. And that's just the way that it goes. So because it's that way, in these situations where a potential date rape might happen you say no maybe he's been hearing that for years and years and years and he says no and he hears well i just need to push a little harder and what our coach told us was just say if you don't stop this will be rape because then it's there then it's out you you said the r word it's out you're good 
Yeah, I still think that it's asinine that that needs to occur. Yes. Uh, but it's a good note to have about protecting yourself. Sure. Yes. I've been watching uh, HBO documentary, uh, docu-series, and I can't remember the name of it, but I will find the name of it. We're in the middle of it right now. It's uh, Patton Oswalt's wife, yeah. true crime Something writer. about the dark. Yeah. And I it's remember Michelle McNamara, seeing, yep. Yes, Michelle McNamara. Um, I remember seeing the 48 hours about this, about the Golden State Killer, back in the day, not too long after she had died. I'll be gone in the dark. Yeah. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and thinking then, my God, how is this only a 48 hours? The story, mm-hmm. I mean, the, obviously her story as well of, you know, her, the, the tragic, her tragic death. She died very young. I believe it was before the book was finished or cert- at least before it was published. And she put all of herself into this and uh, many people believe actually solved the crime, which of wow. course we're not into in the docuseries yet. But and I don't remember how many parts it is. Um, but in, in watching it, it's it's fascinating because they are going through, they're going back through uh, archival footage of her as she's investigating all of mm-hmm. this too. So she's the one who came up with the name Golden State Killer. Um, but before this man started killing, he was raping, he was the East Side Rapist. Right. Or East Area the Rapist. East Area. Yep. East Area. Ear, yeah. Ear Ons, right? Yeah. What's Ons stand for? Um, I don't remember. I can't remember, but yeah. I think it was something to do with the area yeah. again. Um, but yeah, he he raped over 50 women. 50 fucking women. It's wild. And it was the 70s, and they didn't even release the information that there was a man on the loose in the same area, in the same neighborhood, who had been raping women until four, five, six victims showed up. So fucked up. And it was happening all the time. And even then, and they, so there are some interviews with some of the women who, of course, are, are older now, obviously, um, who had been raped. There were interviews with them talking about how it was handled, um, just in terms of who was speaking to them. Um, mm-hmm. There was only one woman on the case who wasn't there for every interview. So oftentimes, more, it, it was typically men, mm-hmm. uh, police officers who were talking to them. Um, the kinds of questions that they would be asked, the kinds of treatment that they would receive, um, not always being treated as a victim of a traumatic crime, but more as evidence. So not even, they weren't even, none of them that I've heard so far have said anything bad about the police. It's not like they ever said that anybody was blaming them for this even. But there was definitely an inherent sense of um, skepticism and maybe doubt and the idea of, you know, well, did you did you leave your doors unlocked? And, mm-hmm. you know, did you, why are you alone? And maybe what were you wearing? And it's it's interesting. They have in, in this docuseries, they overlaid um, different videos from the 70s. And some of them were, uh, like, news packages. And some of them looked like maybe they were um, not necessarily public service announcements, but or maybe like a self-defense kind of thing. But mm-hmm. things, you know, to show women like what you can do to help How prevent. to protect yourself. Exactly. And how about you catch the motherfucker? So many of them were things like, now be sure not to wear clothes like this. Fuck that. And be sure not to go out late and never be alone and um, don't, you know, don't walk like this and don't show yourself off like that. And every fucking, and I'm sure they had to dig for these. I'm sure that not everybody thought this at the time. Yeah. But 
it was enough of a prevailing thought, and I think it is often still a prevailing yeah. thought, the, especially when the you're messages, talking about it's your fault if you do these things, especially when you're talking about date rape. Yeah. Because oh yes. It's one thing, you know, if if a guy just attacks you on the street and beats your head into a wall and rapes you, well, yeah, he's he's a bad guy, and you're just a victim. Mm-hmm. But if you're with somebody you know and he knows you too and you end up having sex and then maybe you just feel bad about it after or maybe he didn't get the hint but maybe you weren't giving him the hint strongly enough or maybe you were hinting too much at yes I am willing to accept it you know maybe you were playing the game yep um I think everybody is more is cautious enough now to not use the phrase asking for it but that doesn't mean that people aren't still saying it even if they're not using those words you need to watch I May Destroy You because Michaela Cole is diving deep into sexual assault in the modern day and there is a lot of you so there I've gotten to the point in the series where they're kind of looking at other people mm-hmm. someone you might think is a tertiary character and suddenly we're going and looking at their past and seeing how they ended up here and what happened to them um there are different types of assaults that occur mm-hmm. and it's there is at one point um one of her friends who is a man is assaulted and he goes to the police and you get to see his experience versus what her experience was like mm-hmm. very different um and really disappointing but it's just really 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 interesting the way I, that they're the way that she's approaching it and yeah. everything that happens and just so good I think the, one of the things that was that is interesting about this movie and this concept about having a, a, a toothed vagina is vagina dentata. Yes, um, there's the, there's the Amy Schumer bit where I don't even fucking remember what the whole joke is. I just remember her saying, "I mean, who among us hasn't been a little bit raped?" Yep. And it's hilarious. I mean, it's not funny, but it is funny mm-hmm. because it's funny because it's true, right? Be- because you you know you have I personally haven't experienced this. I know a lot of women who do. Mm-hmm. A fucking lot. A, fu- a fucking lot of women whom I know personally have experienced it. Where, mm-hmm. you know, after the fact, you do think to yourself, I was really out of it. I probably shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Or I did say no and I didn't want to do it, but I maybe I just didn't push hard enough and I didn't make the point and hard enough. And that's my like, fault because I didn't say exactly. it hard enough. Or, and, yeah. you know, it, maybe it, thinking about it at the time and thinking this could be rape. And then call, and then afterwards talking yourself out of it. Or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Thinking at the time, mm-hmm. well, I guess this is going to happen, so it's okay, even though I'm not into it. And I should say no, and I don't like it, and I don't like it, and I don't Just like it. it over with. And then afterwards thinking, do all of those things mean that it was rape? But I didn't say it at the time, so yes, exactly. It must be my fault for not declaring yep. that this will be rape if you go on. All of those things. All of those things that no one should have to think or feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we're all humans, and we all have... Yep thoughts and regrets and and doubts and and whatnot i think one of the things that's great about um having teeth in your vagina is that it's not up to you that was what was really interesting is it doesn't matter if she feels scared or guilty or uh confused it doesn't matter how confused she is her body is saying this is wrong snap yep and i kind of fucking love that that it's just that simple and that's that's the evolution right that's where ideally we would be as a society mm-hmm. where no you can't 
you can't put it on me to have to think through all of these things and decide if it was maybe rape or not. It's not about whether I think that it was rape or not. It is or it isn't. Yep. And my body right now is telling me it is and fucking snap. So I was reading the Wikipedia on this and it linked to a couple other articles and one of them about was about a device, the Rape Axe. And mm-hmm. it, it's an, something you insert in your vagina that has reverse spines. So if someone sticks anything inside of you, like their dick, it, the spines clamp on. Mm-hmm. It's painful enough. They When they pull out, they're going to pull out with a device on them. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in enough pain that you're going to be able to get away. And then they're going to have to have that thing surgically removed from their dick. So they're going to have to show up at a doctor's office or a hospital somewhere. I like that. <laughs> so someone had designed it and that was going to try, I think they were going to try to. Um, How much it. do I have to pay for something I'm just going to end up losing though? <laughs> right. But they wanted to give it to women in Africa. Oh yeah. Okay. And yeah. Um, it, I guess it never came. It never happened. But I thought. Could that perhaps be because men are in charge of. Maybe. Things but, like distribution of. I think it's pretty Everything. awesome because if I have this in my vagina, that's a pretty obvious no. Like, I've put this in here, and I, that is me saying no mm-hmm. with my body. Yeah. And if you fuck me, well, you have to deal with the consequences. And I think it's really fucked up to consider that we would have to put a weapon mm-hmm. into our vaginas mm-hmm. to protect ourselves. And there's all of the myths, too, of the vagina dentata. Like, and I was reading about that, too. There... I, I didn't read about any of it. I thought about it, and then I just went to bed. But, uh, but yeah, I was interested in, in the mythology surrounding that, it So well. that there's just this, and it, it's in a lot of different mythologies where it's like someone, like there was one in particular, and I feel like it was. Is the mythology, because of course it, It's about it male old. fragility and. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Is it, or is it about entrapment? Is it, you know, the wily woman that would, like a siren, the some wily of, woman who some would. Some of it, but I think some of it is men. about like, you know, emasculation and um, the male, I called it male fragility, but that fear of impotence and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that, and, and so there was one myth where it was a guy was going to sneak, a god or something was going to sneak into a woman who was going to go through her vagina and come out her mouth or something like that. So he mm-hmm. turned himself into like a worm. Gods were doing shit like that all the time. Or they would, you right. know, change forms mm-hmm. to have sex with women to have um, to make babies. demigods. Yeah. yeah. So he changes himself into a worm and he goes into her vagina, but I guess this friend of his tells her, hey, he's going to do this. So she's got obsidian teeth in her vag and she snaps down on him. Um, and there was another, and I feel like it might have been... It, this might have been the Japanese thing because there's a festival in this in this town in Japan that celebrates this. It's like a phallus. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. It was really interesting because you're looking at the, the people in this like little town square and there's a big dick coming out like and it's, you know, modern day. Um, <laughs> like and they're, cel- they're having this phallus uh, celebration. I need to find it. It was really interesting. Um, but yeah, like just all of that. To me, it is about male fragility, and what what about it is about male fragility, like the fear of it? Is that what you mean? Or I guess I'm not sure what the overarching. Um, um, it's so vagina dentata describes a folktale in which a woman's vagina is said to contain teeth, with the associated implication that sexual intercourse might result in injury, emasculation, or castration for the man involved. Mm-hmm. The topic may also cover a rare medical condition affecting the vagina. It's a vaginal dermoid cyst. But those are always just going to be lumps. But you could have teeth in a dermoid cyst. Yeah, like a twin. Vagina. Yeah. Um, it says, such folk tales are frequently told as cautionary, ta- cautionary tales warning of the dangers of unknown women and to discourage rape. Um, Which is, so, 
interesting how those tales don't catch on nearly as well as the ideas that for an example for example you know if you have aids and you have sex with a virgin you'll be cured of your disease mm. like that's a rampant uh, folk tale it wasn't it was a maori myth the trickster okay. tries to crawl in through the vagina and then the 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 japanese one this a legend of a sharp-toothed demon that hid inside the vagina of a young woman and emasculated two young men on their wedding nights. Consequently, the woman sought help from a blacksmith who fashioned an iron phallus to break the demon's teeth. The legendary iron phallus is, iron phallus is considered to be enshrined at the Kanayama Shinto Shrine in Kawasaki, Japan. And there's a festival of the steel phallus. Mm-hmm. And here is a photograph. Of the, of the so phallus. we're celebrating the thing that... Helped... It broke the power demon. of the woman. Yeah, defeat frankly. the demon that was inside of the woman. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, but but when I think about it in this movie, it's the innocent young woman isn't actually innocent, and she'll sex with her will fuck up your life. Uh, I guess I that, I would that argue the, that she is still innocent. I mean, it's nothing to do with. But the her. end of the movie makes it seem like she's not anymore. I think. I don't know. I guess I have a tr- I have a problem with the innocence aspect of it because she certainly is not guilty. I w- I would say, um, in my mind, even even with her stepbrother, even with her stepbrother, she knew what she was doing. In the eyes of the law, she would be guilty. But let's be fucking real. He let her mother die, mm-hmm. and he treated her like shit throughout most of her life, and he fucking abused her when she was a baby. So. I would say he deserved to have his dick bitten off and eaten by the dog. It's kind of like a re- the revenge trope. The sure. final girl yeah, yeah, revenge yeah. thing. Exactly. That's, yeah. why, that's why I was saying that arc I bought into. And, was, and I was thought the with. arc was done really well because first she is assaulted. By Except someone. for the love thing. The, again, that was the weird thing that the her, love thing? that the stepbrother was like, I loved her. Oh yeah, well he yeah. was gross. That was just bizarre. Um, he was fucked up obviously. Um, because if he really was hurt by his mother and she probably said the same thing that she loved him. I mean, if we're diving deep on that character. But the first guy that it happens to rapes her. Sure. Straight up rapes her. Yep. The second guy is the doctor, and he mm-hmm. is obviously assaulting her. It was very, what's his name? Larry. Fuck Larry. I don't know. The gymnast. There uh, you go. Yeah, it's that. It was because exactly that, was, that was the same yeah. thing that all of these girls, they would say over and over again, he's not using gloves. He's, he's not using yep. gloves, but, you know. And he even, in this, it's so gross when he's like, how does that feel? Mm-hmm. Ew. And then he Why says, don't you tell me? Oh, it feels good. And then he's going to stretch her out. Oh, you're really tight. I just need to stretch you out. It's so disgusting. And then she meets the guy, the hero, uh-huh. who ends up to be... Who a, we know is a fucking a, a traitor. Nasty. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's seen... I mean, when he gives her the card, it's kind of cute. There was nothing about any of that that was cute. <laughs> he First of all... <laughs> First of all, you dumbass, when someone comes knocking on your garage and the first thing she says is, what was it? Like, I have to go to the police. And then you close the garage door with mm-hmm. her in there with you? Like, yeah. you're already she just could be asking a killer. for it. And then she said that she killed people and you're like, oh, no. How? I'm, I mean, okay. I love How desperate are you to get fucked? All the shots of the dicks, the, 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 the disembodied dicks. I love that her, and in fact, I said it aloud, I believe, during uh, Toby's emasculation. Disin, yes, disembodiment. Um, <laughs> I love the fact that her pussy just like spat it back out. That was the fucking best. And then the fact that she held on to it. She held on to it for a minute with her stepbrother. 
And then and she was just like waiting for him to and look. Then it and just, then that's just, a great poop. shot from behind where you just see her legs spread and then it just falls out. Yeah. And then the dog comes and takes. Although it. I still feel like she would have gotten blood on her dress, Ugh. pretty white dress. I, even when she goes back to the cave and sees like the dick with the crab has the dick. I love that she screams at that. Like, dude, his his jeep is still here. Yeah. He's gone. He's probably dead. You're yeah. certainly thinking he's dead, right? But she's, what makes you scream is the penis. <laughs> I think what she's trying she's trying to figure out if she killed him, right? Like well, that's yeah. what she's yeah. yeah. And so it's it's an it's a good arc. Like you see all the things happen that lead up to the moment where she goes after the stepbrother and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um it all made sense. I felt that's why I feel like I'm saying it could have been like a dumb really hokey horror and I think it the character development was there, and I thought she was a very good, did a good job with the role. And I think just the sense, like you said, kind of of revenge or justice, you know, those kinds of things that we all like. And it wasn't just with him, it was, you know, there's a sense of justice. There's a sense of justice with all of them. Mm-hmm. There's certainly a sense of justice with Toby, because he's fucking raping her. And there's a sense of justice with the other fucktard, because he's sitting there fucking her, talking to his friend mm-hmm. on the phone he's about a- how he tricked her into yep. it. And that was my favorite, when, you know, she just snaps it. She's like... She was actually right. What did he say? He said, you know, your, your mouth's saying one thing, but your pussy's saying something else. And Sweet just, pussy saying and something else. Snaps on him and just throws her head back and goes, oh, shit. <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> Again, because her body knows. She doesn't it even does. have to think about what's right or wrong. It just is it just right knows. or wrong. And this is wrong. Yes. And that's just, it's, it's physiology and it's science and it's just the way that it is. And all of these men, like what happens with Ryan after she leaves him in the garage? He like calls for his mom yeah and then the doctor's laying on the table they're about to attach his fingers and they're like you sure you don't want to tell us what happened and he grabs the mask for the 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 drugs and he's like just puts it on his own face because he doesn't want to nobody's talking nobody's telling them what really happened i do i also really liked when the doctor pulls his hand away from her vagina and he's screaming it's true vagina dentata vagina dentata it's so good I honestly, I couldn't even, I couldn't even tell what he was saying. It was hilarious. And in part because I was still laughing, probably. It was really funny. (laughs) Like where she's, it's like, it's, it's great. It's almost like a a monster uh, movie trope Mm because it's whole non-duo in there. Yeah, that's what was so amazing. That's what was so funny. She's screaming, he's screaming. Right, right. Yes. Nobody knows what's going on, but something's going on and it's terrible and it's horrifying. And yeah, that was great. It did make me think of Lorena Bobbitt. Well, sure, you know, severed dicks. Um, I'm trying to think. I also, this is just a really random thought, but Hale Appleman, to me, is like, he's a, he was a Jonas brother before the Jonas Brothers. He looked That's ju- Toby? Yes, he yeah. looked just like Nick Jonas um, in this movie. Hair, The hair, for sure. The yeah, face, yeah. the whole thing. Um, I was wondering is how... Is that before there were Jonas... Weren't the Jonas Brothers, like, early 2000s? Oh, maybe... Mm, you know what? They might have been around then. I thought they were because they, they were like then. kids, right? I feel like I saw this movie before I knew about the Jonas Brothers. Okay, because I mean, I, I never feel like the really Jonas paid Brothers would have been but... maybe like 2010, 2011. I'm oh, sure. I don't know. Hmm. Um, I was thinking when Toby's dick got cut off before I realized he was like because rem- I didn't remember that he had died or I couldn't think of it, but I was thinking like, what do you tell your parents? Like if your dick gets cut off, like what do you say to them? How do you explain that? Mm-hmm. That's the other great thing about it, because really the the only thing that you could say the, the truth the only truth that you could offer is, I stuck my dick where it didn't belong. Yep. 
and you should have you should have to fucking say that and that is exactly what's so great about this it's not that it's not that a man who rapes deserves to die i don't i think there are very few people out there who deserve to die um i'm a staunch opponent to the death penalty yeah but you damn well should have to explain how you did what you did or admit that you did something wrong and there is no way to get around confronting the fact that you stuck your dick where it didn't, it didn't belong, belong if it fucking got bit off <laughs> i yeah i i don't like she's so afraid of her body in the beginning and then when she realizes that in fairness i was afraid for her too so yeah the uh the like shot of um the still that you see of teeth um not of teeth like teeth but like of the movie like the still you see oh she's watching it's always like her the... in the bathtub no no i mean like Oh, it's her in the tub, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the bubble. So I'm always, I've always, like, not having known anything about this movie other than the fact that she had teeth in her vagina, I was always thinking, is she in the bathtub touching herself in the bathtub? Mm -hmm. And oh my God, how scary would that be? Yeah. Like, to just think about, I could bite my own. I would be afraid. I Mm -hmm. would be afraid that I might touch myself in the wrong way, hurt myself in some way, or Mm -hmm. maybe just not enjoy it, or maybe, like, have a bad thought about myself. Because I do that a lot, where I just, like, you know, am really down on myself or something, or think that I'm failing at this this thing i don't know whatever it would be i just am i gonna bite my own fingers off like i'd be afraid it's like a weapon that you don't know how to control yeah exactly yeah yeah so then you see it's a whole different kind of kegel <laughs> jesus christ the chompers it's true i mean think of how you're gonna have to Ugh. you think if you use it often enough you get like vagina tmj <laughs> i just always picture the uh i don't the sarlacc pit <laughs> in star wars when I they, can see that. Yeah, yeah. Ride with Jabba I was definitely wondering what this thing looked yeah, like. Yeah, I know. That's what I. That's and what I kind of envision. I could see that. Yeah. Um, I was always, I guess, <laughs> you know, the little like the joke teeth that you wind up and they're the just ch- like clack 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 clack. That's what you're thinking of. Yeah, but they've got to be sharp. And we actually they do get a, sharp. Yeah, we do get to see one of the teeth. And what does he say? It's like a oh, shark. It's like tooth a lamprey. In yeah. a lamprey bow. Which lamprey mouths similar to, yeah. to the Star Wars thing too. Have you seen lamprey? Yeah, they're scary. I don't like it's it. Gross. I don't like it at all. They I look, love my river monsters, but man, when he encounters lamprey, freak me the fuck kinda out. Kind of going back to a Star Wars again when they land on that weird planet, and then those like they're like lamprey, like yeah, they attach the giant, to the ship, yeah, yeah. But then it turns out they're inside of like the throat of this giant worm thing. Anyway, <sighs> Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like. So you see. The progression of her going from this really kind of naive, doesn't know her own body, and then is scared of her own body, to then she has sex with Ryan and she realizes, my body is great, it does awesome stuff, and sex can be fun, and she's looking at herself in the mirror and accepting, accepting herself, Um, and then before she goes to meet Brad, she puts on the white dress, like after her mom has died, she Mm -hmm. puts on the white dress and like the terrible blue eyeshadow was very early 2000s and um goes into and it's like she's going into battle like she's it, she is sex is a weapon now mm-hmm. like i can use this against him and i can and i love when he he goes to flip her over because mm-hmm. he wants to take her from behind and she says no rolls back over they're sitting there and then she just slowly raises up mm-hmm. the dress which if you want it this is how you're gonna get it. reminiscent of her thinking about her wedding night and pulling her mm-hmm. the, the wedding dress, dress up so. Uh, which I thought was a really nice callback. But it just, again, I was really surprised at how good of a movie it actually is. And I think it's 
I don't know. I think people think about it and they probably think it's a silly because like it I, is very campy in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a crazy concept, right? Like when I tell somebody about this movie, I have to say it's called Teeth and it's about a girl with teeth in her vagina. Mm-hmm. If that's because that's all you need to say, and then you go watch it, but it's actually a very good movie. Yeah, I mean there are. Um, Obviously, we've been talking about yeah. all of the, the... Everything that goes is wrapped up into it and all the things it's saying. Right. In a lot of ways, like, we talked a lot about uh, in It Follows. And It Follows, I think, the same kind of thing. It's, it's a, you know, like a sexually transmitted monster. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a horror movie. And it's... I wouldn't say It Follows is necessarily campy, but it, it's, it's absurd in, in a way yeah. as well. Um, but there is this this underlying theme and there is all of this additional context that uh, about not just the objectification of women but the um the almost inherent ability to be a victim yeah if if that i don't like the wording of that but uh but you know what i mean the the how it's built in that we it's so seemingly so easy to victimize women i hate that fact and I mean that on um, a physiological level, just by virtue of having men having the ability to stick things inside of us. That alone is a violent act. That alone is, and I'm not saying that sex isn't enjoyable, but mm-hmm. I'm saying that the idea, the concept of that you were penetrated, exactly, that is a violent act. Well, in yeah, and of your your hymen gets the broken. fact exactly the fact that men by and large are stronger than women mm-hmm. makes me really angry, and then of course you get into the uh, societal aspect of men being allowed to be again stronger than women, you know, make more money than women, have mm-hmm. more of a say than women, have more control than women, mm-hmm. um, are able to uh, assert themselves in ways that women aren't aren't able to or aren't allowed to and all of it leads to this this ability to victimize us in so many ways and it doesn't just have to be about rape but of course rape is kind of the the penultimate thing that you would think of because it's the most violent of these sorts of uh, victimizations um but anyway i think you know with it follows we were talking a lot about it. it wasn't necessarily about rape but it was about how women view sex and the um, the humiliation and the questioning and the doubt and things that a lot of us experience that men don't necessarily experience. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, on this end, it's not the insidiousness of that as much as it is the, the actual true violence of it yeah. and physical violence of, of what can happen. Um, but both of them are revealing those things that I don't know that we're always actively thinking about, but I think we all know are there under mm-hmm. the surface. And that's part of why I like the horror genre too. And this is more this is a defined as a horror comedy, mm-hmm. um, because I think horror can address those things in a different kind of way. Like mm-hmm. you know, you can watch a documentary about this shit. Well, like, it always has too. Yeah. If you think, I mean, uh, Dracula is mm-hmm. inherently about sexual violence mm-hmm. at its core. Um, so then, yeah. It, Twilight came along. <laughs> Fucking Twilight. I watched, you know, I watched Twilight the other day. Um, it's all the Twilights are streaming on Amazon right now. So I was like, fuck it. I'll watch this movie again. It's, and I, at the beginning of it, I'm feeling like, man, it's not that bad a movie. It's Catherine Hardwick. You know, you got these two young actors that are really good. But it just gets so fucking dumb. And I think a lot of it is just because the story is a dumb story. Yeah. Like, it is really dumb. 
Um, and I, I read all the Twilight books. I liked them. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah, I really liked the first novel. I read it multiple times. I remember when the novel first came out, the first one when it first came out, I remember seeing it at like a Barnes & Noble or Borders or whatever and flipping it over and reading about it and thinking like, uh, I don't think so, but, and then kind of flipping through mm-hmm. it. And I remember reading just a little snippet of somewhere in the middle of the book and immediately putting it down because yeah. I thought it was terribly written. And I don't remember what it was about it. I think it was something with the dialogue. I think I read, you know, maybe a page or so of it. And whatever it was within the dialogue was just stilted and obnoxious and not at all yeah, teenagers. And it was it's a YA book, and it's not that. Yeah, it was just so bad not, that I it's not threw it down. And then it was, you know, however many years later that they made the movies, and I was like, oh, okay. it's. But what I hate about it now, the part of, is I'm watching and it, it before I I'm just a sucker for like vampire stories and that kind of that kind of stuff and. I had really loved The Vampire Diaries, which if I had to go back and... I feel The Vampire Diaries is a better story than the... Those were books I read when I was in middle school, and I loved them. Um, the Twilight story, in watching the movie, too, he's he's a dick to her. Like, mm-hmm. he's a dick to her, and that's the thing, right? It's the, the ang- Like, I don't like... We don't like each other. We're mm-hmm. not... We can't be friends. It's a but, huge but trope. But we're still drawn to each other. Right. But then you think about the whole the sexuality, like their sexuality and her sexuality. He's pushing her away. They can't have sex because she's human and he'll hurt her and he can't control himself around her and blah, 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 blah. Um, but if you think about that underlying, because I think what Stephanie Meyer is like a Mormon or something, I don't know, that oh, really? the way that they court in that in that culture and the because she eventually does have sex with them, but it's after they're married and it's it's just different. Oh, they waited that long? They get married, but they get married, like, right out of, like, I think she just had just graduated. They get married. Why would they get married? It's, uh, okay. They get married. Then they, well, because they want to have sex. And then they have sex while oh, she's. Oh, and you have to, okay. They have <laughs> sex while she's still human. Yeah. And she gets pregnant. Yeah, I remember that happening. And yeah. it was. And they didn't, uh, that's something they didn't think. Could I happen. don't understand how his sperms were alive. I don't, it doesn't make any sense. But mm. she gets, so, but then she gets pregnant and then eventually she has to, she has to die. But then she becomes a vampire too, and it's all happy endings and whatnot. Sure, <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, I like the werewolves. I like the werewolves so. Just so better. I'm clear, though, it was actually sex that was going to kill her. It they was, had sex. She got pregnant. Yes. The pregnancy was going to kill. The her. pregnancy was going to kill her because the baby. Why? Why are the men never dying from the sex? In, except in this movie. Well, yes. And in it follows. Well, yes. Anybody will die if you catch the sexually. And the men were the ones who were the most careless. They were. Because yes. they were like, oh, it's Whatever. cool. Right. Fuck me, I can, I can take this that, sex monster. That movie was way more depressing than this movie. Yeah, that was certainly a darker yeah. movie, of course. I, That's what I'm saying. This was this was campy. It was yes. uh, dark in places, obviously. But. I also, I think this is a better movie, too. Just if we're talking about, like, movie making mm. and, like, character development and acting and all of that. I feel like both of them had... Um, some pretty major flaws and I think they're both of them were the kinds that with it follows it made me angry the the flaws made me angry because I feel like it really could have been great um and with this one I don't know that I felt like it could have been great so I'm more willing to forgive like the ending for example because it was always kind of uh, a campy horror movie with with some great you know underlying themes that I'm want to discuss Mm -hmm. um but I don't know that I thought that either of them were 
awesome movies, but I do appreciate them for being different and bringing to light things that, again, we all know and think about, but never really delve into or rarely delve Mm -hmm. into. And I 100% think you can watch this and just love it for the horror and the camp and not think about those things, and it's fine. Like I said, I laughed so fucking hard at the doctor's office scene. (laughs) So hard. (laughs) It was fun. Even though it was a sexual assault that was taking place (laughs) on a young girl, should not have laughed. And in fairness, I did not laugh about that part. It was it was the part after she chomped down that made me laugh. Um, but yeah, what is that doctor's name? Larry. I watched another documentary that's a recent one on Netflix um, about him as well. We should it's for- the forget his name. Whole thing is just so unbelievably fucked up. What USA Gymnastics did to continually cover it up. Larry Nasser. Yes, Larry Nasser. All you have to ty- start typing is gymnast assault and. Boom. Because how many hundreds, hundreds of girls and young women? It is so absolutely. And if that doesn't tell you how our society views sexual assault and sexual depravity uh, and the victimization of young women and how not important it is to confront, if that doesn't tell you right there, you know, if the mere fact that he got away with hundreds and hundreds of assaults, got away with it because... He's a doctor and he was trusted. Because he was trusted. Got away with it because he was able to form bonds with these young women who were oftentimes, for lack, you know, for... I'm sure they were very naive, many of them. Well, it's not just an naivete. It's they were uh, pushed and pushed and sometimes mentally and emotionally Mm -hmm. abused by their coaches who were... Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, if you were an elite gymnast, you're there because you want to be. You're pushing yourself too. But... There was a lot of push past the pain, push past the pain, push past the pain. And when you're told to push past the pain all the time, and this person is doing something that hurts you. You probably just accept that that's how it is. Exactly. Um, and, and of course, you know, then you get into, like I said, USA Gymnastics and what they did mm-hmm. to not address it and then potentially cover it up. Um, was it University of Michigan where he was? Same thing. Uh, not investigating, not addressing it. Turning women away, turning women away and saying, well, you know, I understand that you didn't feel comfortable, but I think that was just you not feeling comfortable mm-hmm. with what he did. It wasn't, it wasn't that. And we're talking about, there was a, a young woman who came forward, I want to say it was like 10 or more years before everything came out with him. Mm-hmm. That is 10 years worth of victims yep. who could have been spared that if somebody from, again, I think it was the University of Michigan, Michigan University, I'm not really sure which, um, but whichever college it was, if they had just listened. That is so just fucked. Mm-hmm. Like there's absolutely. And none of it, none of it even really honestly would have happened if it hadn't been for, I don't remember her last name either, but her, I believe it was Rachel something, mm-hmm. who was one of his earlier victims who compiled evidence and wrote down what happened and just kept track of, of what had happened and what her experiences were. And if she hadn't kept kind of meticulous records of what happened and hadn't had the strength to come forward. And she... I think she came forward to say that something had happened when she was younger, when it had first happened. But mm-hmm. I don't know if, I don't remember if she went to the police or actually pressed charges or if it was more just saying that something had mm-hmm. occurred. But she kept track of it all. And then when some sort of, there was a, an investigation, I think that was going on to USA Gymnastics. And she came forward to one of the journalists who was investigating it with all of this. And then as soon as they printed something, letters emails phone calls just started rolling in with this happened to me too this happened to me too this happened to me too so and that's the thing is it was 
it wasn't the police sure as shit didn't jump on it. Mm -hmm. The university sure as shit didn't jump on it. USA Gymnastics, there were, I want to say, at least two or three cases that were reported directly to them, and they claimed to have gone to the FBI and had them investigate. And I believe that they did, but they took their sweet-ass time getting there because they had to consult their lawyers before they even turned it over. All of these people all along the way, the coaches and everyone involved, were mandated reporters who did not report to the police. Mm -hmm. It never made it to the police. It went to the FBI task force, which did nothing with it. All of these people knew and did nothing. And it wasn't until it came out in the media and people started going, oh, wait, what's going on? Oh, maybe we should look into this. It took that? It's, yeah. And I, like, I'm I'm just thinking, like, how do you prevent that from happening to kids? Educate them. Educate them about what's okay and what's not okay and empower them to speak up. Give them teeth. Give them the rape acts or right. whatever it's called. But no, I get like, no, no, that's, I mean, yeah, I that's... feel like education is really a big part of it. Like, yeah. understand what's okay and what's not okay. And I know, like, we're better at that now, but I do think it's better. It's it's like it's talking about racism in American society. It, you know, are things better now for black people than uh, they were in 1962? Fuck, I don't know. I would say in most places, yes. Is it good enough? God, no. It's the same kind of thing. You know, are we better than the kinds of documentaries or um, news clips, things like that, that were being shown on, on th- that documentary about women you know be sure you don't wear a skirt that's shorter than this and that kind of shit would we get away with showing that today no so does that mean that we're better in our thought process yes does that mean that rape is less common no you know are there is it still incredibly underreported yes is it still incredibly difficult to prosecute yes are there still people who refuse to actually um investigate and investigate appropriately god yes is it still buried is there still a hint of shame uh underlying all of this is there still the blame the victim mentality in place yeah all of that all of that and even things that aren't necessarily within the control of um how we think about it are still put on women and i guess what i mean by that is like uh if you're raped you are evidence you know that mm. doesn't happen that doesn't happen in well with in, in a murder case of course your yeah. body is, but, is but evidence you're dead so but, yeah if if somebody steals your car you're not evidence your car is evidence. if you get assaulted you may be evidence in so far as you know did you did you scratch them can we get something from under mm-hmm. your fingernails and let me take a picture of your mm-hmm. face that got beat yeah. but you're not going through a four-hour rape kit where I, every single part of your body is swabbed and brushed your, your and, body is a crime scene right Exactly. And and again, I'm not saying that that's something that can be uh, it doesn't it, it, overridden, you, can't you know, it, I mean, but it does sort of objectify you. Exactly. But it's still right, it's still a horrible awful thing that shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And I can just Im- I, like I can't imagine the shame that comes with that. Oh yeah. Now I, like something happened, I reported it because I needed to because mm-hmm. it's a You're crime. Doing the right thing. Right. And I'm going to do the right thing. And now I have to go through this you know, and it's if you're assaulted, but forget if you're assaulted, if your car is stolen, maybe you're a witness to something. It's an entirely different experience than having to have somebody basically comb your body for evidence. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's fucked. It's really fucked. So when do we get, do we have to go live by a power plant? So that we can get teeth in our vagina? Yeah. Uh, maybe. I mean, I think we could probably fashion something. That yeah. you could just have in there. That you could maybe... I mean, tech has gotten... We have Elon Musk now. I mean, if we could have some kind of d- 
device that we would insert, and then there's maybe just a chip implanted somewhere. What about just like somewhere? shocks, even? Just shocks. Like if we could just implant some sort of like electrodes that you know how would it triggers. You not, how would you not get shocked? I don't know. I'm just that's for Elon Musk like to figure out. I'm the device. idea man. <laughs> I think the mechanical device is the better move because and then you just. You know, I was just thinking if it was electrodes, it, it could come from an electrical impulse that was actually in your brain well, that no, was essentially that's, telling that's, you bad touch right, to sure. activate. So I feel like um, you could probably just get a chip implanted somewhere that would allow your brain to connect to the device. Mm-hmm. But the rudimentary version of that would be like an app on your phone. So oh, whenever yeah. you're going to have sex with someone. So so maybe I could turn it off too if like, because you know, sometimes it's fun to play dirty. I mean. Play dirty. You know what I mean? Like you might want to turn it off. It's like Russian roulette with the uh, <laughs> the device. So I know you haven't seen Upload, which is the Amazon Prime um, show about the guy who gets uploaded into like he he's going to die and so they upload his existence his into consciousness this. Into it's something. really interesting but okay. anyway one of the there's a lot of fun tech in this because it's in the future and um this girl is hooking up with guys um one of the characters is meeting guys on an app the guy comes over to her place and they're about to get it on and she's like did you bring protection and he's like yeah so he gets out a little packet that looks like a condom it's not a condom it's a tiny camera that he wears here and that she wears on her and before they do it they both look into the other camera and say i consent to this i love it and then they then they that's something we could do now easily easily. everybody has a phone with a camera (laughs) on it yes you could easily have like an app that's like you both look in and say and say i consent to this and then and i'm like man that's genius um, I just, it's funny because it's, it's a little twist, right? You think it's going to be a condom and then they both put the camera yeah. on and they're like, I can, they look into each other's cameras. I can send to them. Just great. And then they hook up. I love that. <laughs> Why are we not doing Why that? Why are we not doing it? Um, this is also a society that has self-driving cars and like all of that other kind of stuff. But we're probably going to have a self-driving car before we have like a no rape app. <sighs> no rape. But we shouldn't, <laughs> we shouldn't have to have a no rape app. I absolutely agree. We shouldn't, we should be, I should be able to go out wherever the fuck I want, do whatever the fuck I want. Within reason. drink. Be merry. Do all the things I want without having to worry about, yeah, like, crime happens, and I know that there are people out there doing bad shit, but I shouldn't have to worry about going on a date and getting raped by my date. Going on a date, and then other things like, uh, having people come into the house. You know what I mean? sure. I mean, I if if I were a single man, would I ever be worried about somebody installing my back door? No. Mm, interesting, yeah. But, and I'm honestly not worried. I, I'm having my patio doors replaced. I'm honestly not worried about it. Yeah. But it is something that is, as a woman, always kind of in the back of your mind of, oh, I live alone and men are coming into my home whom I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> something could happen. And yeah. that's it's fucked up that I would even have to think that. Think and I that? think I'm the kind of person who I very rarely think about the real dangers. Like, I got a lot of anxiety and I think about, you know, aliens and shit mm-hmm. and um, and death in general. And I, got, I have a lot of fear. Right, right. <laughs> but, like, the very real fear of walking down the street in the middle of the night in a bad area mm-hmm. or um, the fact that you could get shot by somebody on the mm-hmm. street because of road rage and those kinds of things in the moment don't usually occur to me. I'm really bad about that. So I'm not the kind of person who, I am not the woman who is always thinking somebody's going to rape me or anything like that. Um, but you think about but, it. But it's still, yeah, and it pisses me off that the thought even occurs to me oh. at all. Oh, yeah. It's dumb. It's stupid. And it makes me, honestly, the fact that that thought occurs to me makes me feel weak and makes me mm-hmm. hate myself for feeling weak. And that's even more fucked up. Yeah, I, 
I do think it's it's fucked that it, it has to cross your mind. I think there are lots of safeties in place now. I mean, I've had contractors to the house, but they're doing things like they send, like Jerry Kelly sends you a picture of the guy who's coming, mm-hmm. and you know it's all like very professional and, mm-hmm. and nicely done. And I I feel okay with that. Um, but I can one hundred percent. It's still like they had. We have all these deliveries coming to the house. Yeah. Right? Amazon drivers, DoorDashers, all that stuff. Pretty recently, like in the last couple of months, I think a woman locally here in the metro area, a guy who was delivering groceries to her house, came back that night and broke in. Oh, fucker. Yeah, I know. Fuck that guy. I think they caught him. I think he's fucked. But that, I mean, why why did he do that? Like, did he realize when he dropped the groceries off that she was an easy target? And, or that the house was, or who or knows something. what? Yeah, I don't know. Um yeah, I don't like to. I don't like to think too hard about it because I feel like I've done enough myself to protect myself as best as I can. Aside from like a random person breaking in, I don't. Feel, I'm not. Yeah, your front door is open right now. Well, yeah, but like it's broad daylight out. Like <laughs> and it's saying. locked. It's not that it's not wide open. It's locked. These cats are gonna tell me if somebody's coming. The in. cats are gonna. <laughs> the cats will warn they'll, me. They'll, they'll be in. They'll they'll let me know. Okay. Yeah. You're safe because I feel safe because of them. That's cool. I mean, you have a big dog who lives with you. I do have a big dog who lives with me. I also sleep with a hunting knife. Are you fucking serious? Like a Bowie knife? (laughs) Um, sort of. No, it's not. I mean, it's serrated. I had a friend. I bought a bunch of them years ago just for fun. Like I gave some to my brother for Christmas, and I think I gave Vicky one. And it was it was like a dozen for however much money. But they're they're nice big heavy duty hunting knives. And honestly, I don't have it next to me because I'm scared of somebody breaking in or anything. I just have it there because so, like, on the I have them. It feels like, like yeah, it's on the in a drawer or something. I have um, a big mag light like on the floor next to me. Okay, it's heavy. You do some yeah, damage sure. with it. I mean, I also sleep with my door locked. Your bedroom door? Yeah. The door is always, it's too fucking hot up I, there. Well, I keep the door closed mostly because I don't want the cats in there. And mm. then I lock it because it's just habit. Yeah. And, and I'm a paranoid person. And again, I'm not, I'm not paranoid about somebody breaking in and raping me. Yeah. I'm just in general kind of a paranoid yeah. person. I'm the, I'm going to lock all of my doors and lock all of yeah. my windows and, you know. I, this house is so old. Nobody's getting in this house without me waking up. Yeah. Like, oh, somebody, mine too. If somebody slams their car door, I'm waking up. Yeah. No, I, I hear when my neighbors yeah. walk up and down the stairs. Yeah. So like, I would no, definitely hear there's it. There's no way. Um, yeah. Um, but I thought about it. Like, if somebody breaks into the house, what I do? Well, I'm probably going to close the door, climb out on the, the roof of the porch, and call 911. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. What else do you do? Yeah. Like, yeah. let's. I don't my concern with the, if somebody breaks in, my first concern is always Elliot. I know, but he's because with you. I know, but like we're on the second floor. What if somebody breaks in and we have to escape and he's an 80-pound dog? Like I, I can't lower him down. I know. So, You'd be okay. You guys would figure it out. Anyway. All right. Anything else about teeth? Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. It's interesting. It's, it's, it's a definitely it. an interesting concept. You make fun. Like I know you were texting last night. And you're like, I just had to watch a movie about a girl who had teeth in her vagina, but... I wasn't making fun either. It was just that one of our friends texted about what she was mm-hmm. doing that night, and I texted what I was doing that night, which was <laughs> and watching then, a movie about a toothed <laughs> vagina and eating salad. But it is what it is. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. The Movie Virgins. Hey, people. This is Leah. Uh, sorry for that long. I guess I'm going to call it a hiatus. Uh, I just got really lazy and didn't, uh, didn't edit any episodes and didn't uh, post them to the internet. So my apologies. And we missed you and we hope that you missed us. 
and I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Had such a good time recording this one. Loved the conversation. I think Lindsay might still be thinking about my vagina, and guys, that was my plan all along. <laughs> anyway, um, wherever you're listening, please do subscribe. Rate us, write us a review on Apple Podcasts, and uh, hit us up on Twitter at MovieVirginsPod. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you on the flip side. One last thing. The music in this episode was written and performed by Melissa Powers. Melissa Powers.